Hello, and welcome back to Mediverse. Today, Asif and I are joined by Dr. Dukak, consultant in intensive care and acute medicine based in Middlesbrough, to discuss life as a medic working in the NHS and to discover the ins and outs of the consultant role. Thank you, Doctor, for joining us today. Studying medicine is without a doubt an immense commitment, and so it follows that the choice to pursue a medical career is a tough one. What initially inspired you to study medicine? What inspired me to do medicine is that because it mainly involves dealing with humans rather than machines or objects. Um, I felt that I'm good with people. I like to interact with people. And uh, that's why I went into medicine, particularly my speciality. It's not technical. Uh, it, it's not like you need to change someone's knee or uh, do um, look at the microscope, look at some slides. It's uh, very uh, interactive. You need to be able to take a proper history from patient. You need to understand what they are trying to tell you. You need to be sympathetic and empathic with the patient. So this is mainly what drove me to do it. If you're good with people, if you like to deal with people, if you have that attitude of being accepted and know how to get on the on people's good side, uh, medicine is for you. How did you decide that intensive care medicine was the right specialty for you? When I was a junior doctor doing my foundation training, I've always it was fascinating to me that when there is an emergency and the patient is very unwell, that no one in the hospital can stabilize them except the intensive care doctors. So it was always the last resort when the emergency medicine doctor, the A&E doctors or the uh, physicians, they're trying to treat a patient or the patient comes very sick and they don't know what else to do, they call the intensivist. And that was very... Uh, uh, astonishing to me. And I wanted to be that person who uh, get called in the difficult situation, in the critical moments. You basically uh, the the last uh, prevention between the patient and the grave. So your place come is when when everyone else can't do anything. So this was very interesting to me and very exciting. Stress is a well-known issue within the medical profession and even more so in the intensive care specialty where patients are presenting in critical conditions. What are some mechanisms that you implement into your lifestyle that help you to manage the stress in a healthy way? This is a good question, actually. Um, uh, luckily, in the NHS, the NHS now becoming more aware of this and they're focusing on giving doctors the tools and the... Uh, ways of combating stress and uh, preventing doctors from being burnt out. So the hospital provides a lot of uh, sessions on mindfulness, on uh, meditation. My thing, I think my way of dealing with stress is to have something uh, that I enjoy out of work, to have a hobby that you enjoy out of work. I have few... Uh, I like traveling, for example, I traveled a lot. So whenever I have a few days off, I would find the destination and go because it makes me go out of the atmosphere of work and being near the hospital. Uh, I enjoy uh, fixing and assembling uh, electronics like laptops. I enjoyed photography. I had a very decent couple of cameras. 
and I go around uh, on a photography trips. So as long as you have something that it can turn off your brain when you're not at work, it will recharge your batteries and different people will have different things based on your personality type. Uh, some people recharge their batteries by being around friends and going out and uh, have a gathering while others recharge their batteries by being alone and not talking to anyone and do something that they enjoy by themselves, even as simple as watching a movie. So as long as you have something that you enjoy uh, doing out of work and you can dedicate time to it, it, you will be able to recharge for the next day and the next challenge. In your experience, what is the importance of the multidisciplinary team? It's a very good question also. Uh, you can't manage a patient holistically by yourself. And the NHS and medicine around the world realize now that when the patient comes to you, there is a main illness, yes, that needs treating, but also there is other aspect of their social, mental and physical health that need to be tackled at the same time. So in our hospital, we utilize multidisciplinary team. We have a physiotherapist, we have an occupational therapist, we have a psychologist. So, so that treating the patient is not only treating their pathology, it's approaching the patient holistically. Because after all, we human beings are complex creatures. We have multidimensional needs and just focusing on the pathology, on the physical aspect of the illness is not necessarily going to make the patient feel better. You need to tackle the patient all their needs and you can't do that by yourself. You can't be good in medicine, in physiotherapy and in psychology and in occupational health and in pharmaceutical so we have the multidisciplinary team that make the patient care multidimensional and comprehensive. As someone who has excelled throughout your medical career and made it this far, looking back, what advice would you give to yourself when you first applied to medical school? I think throughout medical school, I would say that I would advise myself to read more. Don't uh, under estimate certain subject and focus on other. Every single subject you study during medical school will come in handy in whatever branch of medicine you'll do. And you actually will struggle if you ignore certain part of the curriculum. Even if you overall passed your medical course, but these bits that you didn't pay attention to or you didn't want to force yourself or press yourself to study, it will always be a weak point in your career. So even though if you, th if you know what you want to be, if you want to be an orthopedic surgeon or if you want to be a pediatrician, don't say uh, uh, pharmacology, for example, for me is not going to be very important, so I'm not going to focus on it. This is a big mistake that a lot of people do. You do need every bit of information available, so always be uh, open-minded and don't restrict yourself that um, if I'm going to do this particular speciality then I don't need to focus on these subjects and I will only need to focus on the subjects that related to my speciality. 
this is uh, one of the things that I would uh, advise myself if I go back. As is prominently mentioned, cultural and ethnic backgrounds tend to influence the decision of an individual to pursue medicine, where some parents carry the ideology that medicine is one of the only honourable and high-earning careers alongside engineering or law, for example. What are your thoughts surrounding academically excelling individuals applying to medical school solely to fulfil expectations without any real passion for this career path? It's a very good question. I think, I think it's, a, it's a waste of energy um, and this uh, cultural background is based on the circumstances of the third world country where not many careers are secure and uh, medicine is a pretty much secure job that would earn a decent living. It's not the case in the, in the UK or in the West in general. Uh, you can be successful in, in any branch of life you choose to go to if you're passionate about it and if you're creative and if you're uh, successful. in. Uh, I don't think uh, going to medicine, regardless if you are academically bright, is the right choice. Uh, medicine is a career, is a long way of not only medical school is a long way of training and it requires you to give a lot of time and effort um, and after all as we know in the united King kingdom financially uh, medicine is not among the highest earning uh, careers uh, if if you have passion in in something else and you think you can be successful and uh, creative in then you might be more financial it might be more financially rewarding than medicine uh, you need to do medicine if you really like it and enjoy it and you think that this is the job that if i when i go to work i don't feel that i'm going to work i'm going to do something uh, enjoyable because you will find that people who go to medicine who don't particularly like it it's 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 not enjoyable and it's uh, uh, cause a lot of conflict uh, later in their life. So don't let the uh, cultural and uh, ethnic uh, ideas that is inherited from second or third generation back uh, be the main bush. If you would like medicine and if you enjoy it, then absolutely go for it. It's a, it's a nice job. It's socially respectable. It's financially uh, reasonable comparing to other jobs. But if, if you don't find yourself in this field, if you don't like it, then it's absolutely not advisable to go through it. What parts of medicine and your job as a consultant in the NHS do you find particularly challenging? I think mainly is the antisocial hours. Uh, unlike most jobs uh, where you can choose when to say, I'm now out of work, even if somebody rang my work phone, I don't answer it. Uh, I don't need to check my emails. Um, uh, as a doctor, it's uh, the hospitals work 24 hours, seven, all days, a, a year. There is no Christmas, there is no Easter. 
There is no new year. There is always doctors in hospitals uh, treating patients. And uh, as I am a frontline specialty in both my specialty in acute medicine and intensive care, it means that I have to do a lot of out of hours, antisocial hours. I work weekends, I work evenings, I work night shifts sometime. And that can affect your social life because if your friends and family are not medic, uh, it will be difficult for them to understand why you can't make it on the weekend or why you can't make it uh, to a, an evening gathering. So particularly during your training uh, as a junior and as a registrar, uh, it's very uh, heavy out of hours. Uh, so there will be uh, weddings that you will miss. There will be uh, birthdays that you will not attend. Uh, and I, I think that's the part that uh, people who are going into medicine, they need to appreciate that it's it's not a job. It's not a nine to five job. It's a career and it's become a part of your life. So I, I think that's one of the things that people don't appreciate. Diversity seems to be ever-increasing within the National Health Service, with more than 53,000 doctors working within the NHS in 2020 reported being from a black and minority ethnic background. This was up by more than 9,000 since 2017. In fact, 42% of staff now working in the NHS come from black and minority ethnic backgrounds. In your opinion, what's the importance and advantage of the NHS striving for this greater diversity? Historically, the NHS always relied on uh, expert medical expertise from abroad. And the uh, British society is a multicultural society. So it all, it's, it's only logic to have a multicultural health care system. I look at it in a another benefit that about they it's estimated that about 10% of the population work for the NHS in one way or another or for the health care system the NHS is one of the biggest employers in the world because of that culture of multicultural and tolerance that the NHS really preach in all the teaching and in all their guidelines it's a it hold the society together because of all these people work with multi-ethnic multicultural colleagues it would be very hard for them to be intolerant or to be uh, not accepting of the others when they go back home so because the nhs employs such a large number of people and in this environment, it's people from all walks of life, of multiple ethnic and religious background. It keep the cohesion in the society uh, going. And it's one of the things that keep the British society uh, tolerant and accepting of the other. The NHS, I think, is a big part of this process. It's a place where a lot of people meet and they are taught and it's embedded in the NHS culture that equality and diversity is at the heart of the NHS. And it's become a second nature to people who work in the NHS not to be prejudiced, not to be discriminative, 
and to have equality and diversity when they deal with any person. And these teachings, people carry even out of work. And that's what it, it helps generating and producing more tolerant people into the society. Thank you very much for joining us today, Dr. Dakak, and for sharing your insight with us about a career in medicine. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and found value in our discussion. Don't forget to join us next time as we delve deeper into the metaverse.